For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. The NFL preseason is here. We're into training camp. You can bet on football again. And if you want a place to bet on any of the sports action, BetOnline.ag is the place to do it. 365, 24-7, regardless on what sport it is, where you at, make sure y'all go to BetOnline.ag. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, I see you're back in Orlando. Spent uh, some time in Latrobe. How are you doing this morning, my man? Well, I got to go back to Latrobe today. So got a busy day going on, starting with this Believe in podcast with you, Mark. But yeah, I'm back in uh, Orlando. I've been here for a couple of days, but... Got to shoot back to, you know, Latrobe today, probably till Thursday, and then I'll be done with camp. But yeah, man, it's been it's been good. It's been exciting. It's been a learning experience for me. So I'm all for it. Ike, we have a loaded show to get to, and we've got you for limited time this morning. So I want to make sure we can get to everything. We've got preseason action for the Steelers starting this week. We'll get to that. Wrapping up this weekend's Hall of Fame class, Kareem Hunt has requested a trade, and the Steelers still working out some more running backs, Jeremy Nichols on IR. But we start, Ike, I got to give you your kudos and give you your flowers. You predicted it yet again, psychic Ike Taylor. Deontay Johnson signing a contract extension with the Steelers. He'll be in a Steelers uniform uh, through the 2024 season, meaning he'll become a free agent again in 2025. You predicted this, Ike. You said it was going to happen, and I read stuff online saying, ah, the Steelers are miles apart between where they're at and Deontay, but they figure out a deal. I got to give credit where credit is due, Ike. You called it. Uh, I was kind of the cheat code with that one, and what I mean by that is the first day I met Deontay in person, um, I was going to say what's up to Coach T at his office at camp. And him and Deontay was talking. And I said, what's up? But you can see on Deontay's face, he was serious. He was upset, you know. Um, I don't know if the talks was all the way apart, but a lot of that was true. And, you know, the next day I saw him, I, I was talking to him on the field doing warm-ups. We had a smooth little talk. I was I was telling him a lot of things on the business side from, from Pittsburgh or just the NFL period. I said, look, Tate, um, they're going to tell you everything you're not doing. Believe me, I know, because I've been through three of these, mm-hmm. and that's just what it is from the business perspective. They're not going to say anything you've done. They don't care about the numbers. They don't care about the touchdowns. 
in the offseason, man, this is how these people think. And I'm just saying general managers, uh, contract guys, just in general. So it's going to piss you off. You're going to be mad as heck. But the more I kept talking to him and we exchanged numbers, the more he was kind of leaning on my, you know, observation. And he wanted some answers. And I told Tate, this is what I told Tate before he signed. I said, man, you can't count somebody else's pocket. I said, man, what, what else What else they got going on outside of Pittsburgh? Maybe maybe it's not for you because he was huge on the market. I said, man, look, man, hell with the market. I said, a lot of a lot of contract situations, you know, kind of miscue the market, meaning, you know, guys who you probably are better than will get paid more than you because that was a perfect time and that was the situation, you know? And we're talking about the wide receiver coming from the Arizona Cardinals to the Jacksonville Jaguars. What's the young man name? I believe uh, Christian Kirk, Ike. Yeah, yeah, Christian Christian Kirk kind of offset the market, you know? So there's only been a few receivers last year who put up better numbers than Deontay. And I told Deontay, man, whatever you're looking for, you know, you're going to be in that top five, top six range. I say, bro, you just got to understand. I say, man, just sit down and pray about it. But I don't want you to go the wrong way about it. And you definitely can't look outside of Pittsburgh. You know, DK Metcalf is DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Um, Debo Samuels is Debo Samuels. And, you know, them guys are different. And how I just sat down and looked at them and, and, and Cooper Cup, them three guys, you know, right now, they're the numbers they putting up is something different. So I said, look, Tate, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put four of y'all in the pot, bro. And you just put yourself in the general manager's shoes. And I don't want you to catch any feelings. So DK Metcalf, Debo Samuels, Cooper Cup, and yourself. If you're a GM, who you picking first, second, and third, and who you're picking last? And that's just the way you gotta look at it, bro. Mm-hmm. I say this, 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 just what it is. And um, I'm not saying for you yourself. You, to me, you're electric for the Pittsburgh still offense. I've watched you, um, Mark. You and I have watched the the Buffalo game, and we talked about it the day after. Like, yeah, he had a drop or two. But you can see the electricity just kind of come out of Pittsburgh Steelers offense when Deontay was out. Deontay came back the next two series and he was like, okay, he really is the man over there. So I'm glad it worked out. Um, I talked to him. So now him and I are real. We text him, we talk often. I'm going to go back up there and I'm going to chop it up with him. I congratulated him that morning when he got paid in person. So. He deserves it. He's a good dude. He's a real good dude, man. He's a hard worker, but he's very twitchy. What I mean by twitchy is he's quick and fast, and he gets in and out of his breaks like no other. So that's what he got working for him, and he deserves it, though, Mark. Yeah, Ike, you're talking about the Buffalo game in December of 2020, and Johnson got benched because he had dropped several passes in that game, but when he came right. off the field, the offense just became stagnant, and it was right. everything was underneath. There was nothing beyond 10 yards. Right. There was no one to stretch the field. Now, I think Deontay is certainly worth more than the $3 million he was owed going into this season, but he can get paid all over again when he becomes a free right. agent again in 2025. Right. The Steelers are getting good value, though, because the franchise tag, 
for the, the receiver position this season is 18.4 million and Deontay is due to make 18.3. And you best believe that that franchise tag value is going to go up again next offseason as teams make more and more and more money. We see the salary cap go up pretty much every year outside of the COVID season, Ike. So I think this works out for both parties in the sense that Deontay gets the money. He is he is deserved. And if he were only going to make $3 million this upcoming season, Ike, I would have told him from his from an agent standpoint, don't play for only $3 million. You're worth more than that. Is he worth as much as the other people in his draft class, the DK Metcalf, the Debo Samuels? You mentioned Cooper Cup. Ike, probably not. But I think this works out for both parties to where if Deontay continues to put up Pro Bowl seasons and he's a free agent again, he can get paid all over again. And he can make even more considering what the salary cap is doing. Yeah, that's what I told Tay. I said, Tay, by the time you come up, you're going to be 29 years old, bro. So you're going to be 29, you're building your resume, you probably make the same or more on your third contract. That's 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 how you got to look at it. So go on, get this get this two, three-year extension over with, build your resume. After you build your resume, you can double back. You know, I don't think too many people, you know, the DK, the DK, the uh, Deontay's, and the Debo's and the Cooper Cups, like, other than that, man, them boys signing three-year deals. So they can always come back on a third contract because they ain't doing nothing but getting better. They're young and they're building their resume. So that's what it looks like right now, the new norm. These young guys, they don't want a seven, eight-year deal. The only people who are getting over six is probably an offensive lineman or a quarterback. Other than that, this is about to be the new trend, Mark. These outside perimeter guys, these corners and these and these receivers, they're gonna be looking for the three piece. Like, give me three years, man. And I'm gonna build it and I'm gonna I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna hit y'all over the head again. So that's <laughs> yeah. what it looks Yeah, Ike, it's almost forty million dollars if he reaches incentives, twenty-seven million guaranteed. And I wanna hit this point as well, Ike. The hold in working again. We right. saw it last season with TJ Watt. He got paid, had a historic season. And then right. you saw some of Johnson's other fellow receivers throughout the league, Debo Samuel, uh, DK Metcalf as well. I am a fan and a proponent of the hold in because you're working with the team. The team can pay you more than what you're making right now. Probably not quite as much as you'd make on an open market, but closer to that. Yet again, we see the hold-in work, and I think this is going to be a continuing trend for the smart franchises in the NFL. It's worked back-to-back seasons for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and if Johnson returns to the Pro Bowl again, he'll have, like I, I'm curious to see how he fits in with the new quarterback because he's a Pro Bowler a year ago. He was Ben's favorite target, but if he can replicate what he did for the next two or three seasons in Pittsburgh, Steelers got a bargain at 18 million because again, that salary cap is just going to continue to skyrocket. One other point I want to make, Ike, if you look at the free agent wide receiver class in 2023, it's slim pickings. So the Steelers have to be looking at it from the standpoint of, yeah, we're excited what George Pickens and Calvin Austin, the third can do, but we know what we have with Deontay Johnson. I know that this is a Steelers podcast. I know we like Omar Khan, but this deal makes even more sense. When you go and look at the free agents in the 2023 class, I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus, Ike, but there's no one of the caliber of a Deontay Johnson. So Steelers get good value with him with this contract extension as well. Yeah, you ain't trying to throw nobody under the bus, but you just did. I respect that, though. No, it's the truth. It's the truth. I, 
I know I'm just playing with you. No disrespect, but I'm about to disrespect you with 2023 class of wide receivers. That's what I'm about to do. But no, nah, if you look at that class of 2023, you know, they, the Pittsburgh Steelers did real, did, did real well by signing the man and understanding it. And Mark, they was looking at the same thing you just said. Man, let's look at this 2023 class and see what we got out there. Anybody better than Deontay? Uh, let's go out on and sign the man. You know what I'm saying? So it was just waiting to the last hour. And that was one of the things as well, too, what I told Deontay, Mark, like, Pittsburgh will wait to the last minute, bro. I mean, either you're getting signed real early during free agency or you're getting the camp and they wait to the last hour. It's one or two. So that's just the way a lot of NFL teams work just in general. You know, in Pittsburgh, after, after training camp, they don't, they're not signing any more players. A lot of other teams, you know, they'll work something out throughout the season. But Pittsburgh, once training camp ends, it's a wrap. You know, you might as well wait till next year, but from the Pittsburgh and Deontay side, man, I think this this is a perfect hit. You know, 18.3 next year for the receiver, you know, market. Deontay getting 18 and some change for the receiver market. He getting his money up front. He ain't got to worry about nothing. He going to be straight forever. He can double back when he's 29 years old and just handle his business. But, yeah, uh, the Pittsburgh still the offense. That's the reason. one of the reasons why I'm going back up there, Mark, is because I want to see him installed in the Pittsburgh still the offense and see if it looks – any different, which I know it is. I want to think out loud here, Ike, and this is like half-baked when I say this. Omar Khan now has extended Minka Fitzpatrick. He got the Deontay Johnson deal done. <clears throat> I can't help but wonder. I, I think both of those deals are smart, savvy moves, so I don't think that this thinking applies here. But I can't help but wonder, are there any deals he's better off not making and letting a player test the market in free agency? I don't think it applies to either the Deontay Johnson or the Mika Fitzpatrick deal. But again, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. I, I like the deals. I'm going to go on record. I like both deals that, that Omar well, Khan has oh, made so far. So TJ, Minka, and now Deontay. Omar did all three of them. So he, you know, for, for him being a GM, man, he – they say you got to sign the players you love, and obviously they love all three of them. A, a former, a former last year league's defensive MVP, Minka is an All Pro, and Deontay is a Pro Bowler. So you know he's signing the guys he need to sign. Uh, we'll see, and I just throw this out there. We'll see if they sign Chase Claypool. On the, we'll we'll yep. see. We'll see. That's one of the names. Yeah, gonna be a question mark name on who I think the Pittsburgh Steelers um, might let walk. So Mike, we, you're in my brain. You're in my brain. <laughs> bro, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just, that's good. I mean, we've been doing this podcast for a good little bit, and we both think. <laughs> We're getting closer and closer to 200 episodes, Ike, but that's what the conversation is going to move to now that Deontay Johnson gets his contract extension. Chase Claypool under contract with his rookie deal for two more seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, We'll see what the Steelers decide with Johnson. They probably want to see what they got in the two rookies in Calvin Austin, the third and George Pickens as well in game action. I know you've seen, you've been boots on the ground in the trove and we're both very excited with all the receivers can do. Right, right, right. They, well, you know how they look at it from a scout standpoint, how we look at it as well is, you know, you want your receivers to be a basketball team. You know, you want some, you want some thick guys. You want some tall guys. You want some, you want your point guard. So, you know, they got everything they're looking for, man. They got some power forwards, some small forwards, and some point guards. 
and you let your centers be tight ends. And that's what it, exactly the ingredient the Pittsburgh Steelers have right now when it comes down to that wide receiver position. When you want to talk about having a basketball team. So, you know, you got your two, you got your two, you got your power forward and Chase, you got your small forward and George, you got your you got your shooting guard in Deontay, you got your point guard in, in Austin, the third. So they got everything they're looking for, bro. They got everything plus more. They got a few more other guys. Um, keep an eye out on Anthony Miller. I'm high on Anthony Miller, mm-hmm. the second round draft pick from Chicago. Pittsburgh Steelers then got him. I'm real high on him. And he's showing out right now. He's cutting up, meaning he's doing real good. So, yeah, keep an eye on that as well. I, we've talked plenty about your favorite position group, the receivers. Let's go to the running back position where Jeremy McNichols put on IR with a shoulder injury. And my excitement lasted for like a day because it was like, man, the Steelers finally might have uh, Robin Najee Harris as Batman. I want to say this about the Steelers. They signed – Master Teague, the third out of Ohio State, they're leaving no stone left unturned because they worked out three other running backs on Friday as well. Jalen Richard, Wayne Gallman, and Jaquan Hardy as well. Keep in mind, you've still got Benny Snell on the roster. You still have Anthony McFarland on the roster. And then the two undrafted rookies that the Steelers brought in, uh, Jalen Warren and Mateo Durant as well. So, no stone left unturned, but man, I hope that this shoulder injury for McNichols isn't too severe because I was excited to see what he could do out of the backfield and specifically what he could do catching the ball out of the backfield, something he demonstrated in his previous stop with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, um, I'm looking up. I'm looking up my running back. My For me, he's the, uh, he's the backup to... I'm looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers training camp roster. So I'm looking at my running back from Oklahoma State. As soon as I as soon as I find him. Is it uh, Jalen Warren? From Oklahoma State, the yes, running sir. back? Yes, sir. Yeah, he's your number two. He's your number two. Wow. H- hands down, my personal opinion. You well, you've been there, Ike. Again, you've been in training camp, boots on the ground in the trope. <laughs> he's the number two running back. Now he he's every bit of five, five six, five seven, every bit of it, and I'm stretching. But for me, he's built like Maurice Jones-Drew, so he's he's like five, seven five, eight and some change. He's two fifteen, but once they put the pass on, and you know, Coach T wants to see linebackers versus running backs, who's gonna block who? He stepped up in the paint, and a linebacker couldn't touch a quarterback. Coach want to see how tough he was going in between the two tackles and running outside. He's always falling forward. So the 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 the, the main thing what I watched was okay at the time they they wasn't doing pads. So I'm like okay the dude got great contact balance. Every time somebody try to push him, shove him down, or try to strip the ball away from him, man he just he he stayed with one hand touching the ground. He stayed leaning forward. Nobody's backing this dude up. And he loves going in between the tackles. Let's fast forward to, okay, now we got the pass on. Let's see if the young man won't scan the field and block. Check that box off, too. Just because I'm 5'7", there's some change. Come on, bring your butt over here. You're going to see exactly how my helmet going to get underneath your chin. That's what you're about to see. Okay, now I'm about to give him the ball and give him some runs inside, see if he can work in between the tackles. You see it, you see it, you see it, then you see little man break out. So for me, 
that's my number two because I didn't seen everything else. I didn't seen the Benny Smith snails. I didn't seen Teague. I didn't seen everybody. From what this young man doing, he's going to be hard not to have one on the team to a lot of playtime. He will get a lot of playtime. And for me, he's the number two behind Najee Harris. All right, we'll see. It starts on Saturday night, first preseason game against the Seahawks, Ike. We'll talk more about this in coming weeks, but we do have a few other topics we need to get to. Like, you know I love the running back battle. And all right, honesty, right. as excited as I am to see the quarterbacks in preseason, I'm probably even more excited to see the running backs. We know what Najee can do, who can back him up, and who can help carry the load. And speaking of running backs, Ike, Browns running back Kareem Hunt requesting a trade. He's 27. Now, he just signed a contract extension back in 2020, but he's right. been the Batman before, and he's got to be looking at it from the standpoint of, I probably have a few years left, maybe five, six years left in the league. It's time for me to make mine. And he made the Pro Bowl, led the league in rushing in 2017 with the Chiefs. Chiefs had to release him a year later after a video surfaced of Hunt shoving and kicking a woman on the floor of a Cleveland hotel. But the question I have, Ike, is is with that all behind Hunt, is what could the Browns get in return for Hunt because they've got Nick Chubb as the starter, who's one of the NFL's best and don't forget about Dearness Johnson as well, who's a very good running back and the opportunities that he's gotten in this league as well. How do you think this plays out? And what do you think the Browns could get back for Hunt if they do decide to trade him? No, don't trade him. Keep him. You need two running backs. You know, in this league, you need – and them boys work hand-in-hand and they like playing with each other. If I'm the Cleveland Browns, I wouldn't trade Kareem Hunt now one time. I really, I got two starters. I got an all-pro starter, a, a pro Bowl starter. And Nick and I got a Pro Bowl starter and, and Kareem Hunt. And it, it's the same. You know, Kareem might be a little more elusive when it comes down to the backfield. You can use him more coming out the backfield than Nick Chubbs. But other than that, man, I got me. I got the league's best one-two punch. I'm going to find a way. You know, I'm, I'm looking at how the L.A. Rams found the way to pay everybody between, you know, Aaron Donald, the head coach, Cooper Cup, and Jalen Ramsey. And they wind up getting a uh, – my old head from uh from Seattle, the middle linebacker. Bobby Wagner. They they wind up finding money to pay Bobby Wagner. What we doing? What, what we doing, Cleveland? Cleveland, don't make it Cleveland, don't make the old Cleveland mistakes. Go on sign a man. He deserved his money. Every time y'all needed a cowbell other than Nick Chubbs, he was that guy. I mean, other the reason why yeah, and y'all wind up getting for cheap off of what he did. So other than that, man, y'all got two starting Pro Bowl running backs. I'm not going to let this man leave the building, man. That's what I'm not going to do because it's going to be hard to find somebody equivalent to him, you know, who who wasn't a starter, who's not proven. So if I'm Cleveland, man, I'm not I'm not about to make this old Cleveland mistake. I'm signing a man. Look, I'm I'm going upstairs. If I'm the if I'm the head coach, I'm going upstairs. I'm like, look, here, we need him because. Nick Chubbs, for the past couple of years, he has been having some nicks and bruises. Mm -hmm. So we haven't been playing throughout the course of the years. You know, now it's 17 games. And in them 17 games, you want two running backs now. You would love two good running backs in 17 games. And that's how I look at it. So if I'm I'm Cleveland, man, I'm going to tell Kareem, man, hell with your trade request. I'm about to sign you tomorrow. (laughs) 14 games for Chubb last season, 12 in the 2020 season. 
Hunt has been productive as well, even in a limited backup role. 67 yards from scrimmage per game, 19 touchdowns in 32 games for the Browns. So uh, he could be the he could be the number one too. It just so happens that Nick Chubb is also there. Correct. correct. You ain't. I mean, it's one A, one B. What are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, that's that's your personality. Like right now for Cleveland, that's that's the personality. That's that's exactly what you want. You want two starting running backs who one of one get hurt, the other one can be the other bell cow. But man, what I'm doing with Cleveland, I'm not, I'm not about to lie. I saw what he was doing with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. He was gonna get paid regardless. Yeah. Man, get a man his money, man. You know how valuable this man is to the team, Cleveland. Come on, stop, stop playing with the dude, bro. Go ahead on, get a man his money. Go ahead on, sign him to a three-year deal. You know, I don't know what the market is right now for the for the running backs, but heck, he's he's better than a lot of starter running backs in the league. Period. Yeah, yeah. Just, and run, but, running behind Wyatt Teller and Jack Conklin on that right side, Ike, like. <laughs> your face right now is incredible but it, it's that's exactly my point is that that is tough for any defense to stop even when you know it's coming play after play after play after play man y'all saw what kareem was doing in kc we all saw the world saw what the man was doing in kansas city man he was cutting up you know it, it was it was he he was the personality really to the offense he was setting the tone he was exactly what andy reed wanted a running back who was stout, built well, who got soft hands coming out of the backfield. He was giving you everything. Cleveland, what we doing, bro? Go ahead on, sign the man. Tell the man, nah, we ain't trading you. We about to sign you in 15 minutes. All right, Ike, we got to move on because we need to wrap up the show. Final yeah. segment, predicting the 2023 Hall of Fame class. So I want to give kudos to this past year's class, the 2022 class. Dick Vermeil, Cliff Branch, Bryant Young, Tony Baselli, Art McNally, Richard Seymour, Sam Mills, and Leroy Butler. The exercise I want to have on today's show is predicting next year's class. Now, there's going to be five modern era players, and what that means is players that have retired within the last five years, and then they have 20 years of eligibility as a modern era player. I'm going to give you my list. I want to hear what you think. Here are the five that I selected, Ike. Joe Thomas, Browns. He played like more than 10,000 consecutive snaps, which I believe is like the longest streak in NFL history. Darrell Rebus, Rebus Islands, need I say more? Right. Torrey Holt as well. Torrey Holt, I think right now is the most accomplished receiver, not currently right. in the Hall of Fame. Right. Marcus Ware, same thing at the edge rusher position. There are other edge rushers, which we'll discuss. Now I've got right. Devin Hester, the greatest return man of all time, rounding out my right. five. Those are the five that I think belong. In next year's class, what say you, Ike Taylor? We'll discuss this really quickly. Yeah, I'm going to go with D. Hess for sure. I'm going to go with Devin Hess. I'm going to go with Darrell Rivas and the Terry Holt. And you name one more before. DeMarcus the- Ware and I've got Joe Thomas as well rounding up my yeah, five. Joe, Joe, by far, between out, out the five you named, by far, hands down, Joe Thomas and Darrell Rivas. Yep. That's, yep. Out the five, out the five, them two for sure. Are guarantees, guarantees. I didn't play it against Joe, and Joe played against some of our best outside Russia linebackers, and we saw exactly what Joe was doing. Joe won't play in no games. So once Joe get them hands on you, go out on, sit your butt down, and go in timeout. That's exactly what Joe Thomas was doing to the Pittsburgh Steelers and everybody else. Darrell Reeves, Reeves Island. I mean, I'm a, I've been a fan of Riri. 
This this what he do. He, he invites you to come to his island. He sell you the dream. He say, man, I got all these exclusive restaurants. I got a six six star a diamond hotel. I got a catering, a concierge service. I got everything you look for. You get to the island, there's nobody there. He's there to lock you up. There is there is no such thing as a hotel, no concierge, no nothing. So Reeves then lied to you. So when I when I look at that part, um, but hands down, it's between them two, Mark Reeves and Joe Thomas. Yeah, I'm with you there. I Tory Holt, I could make the argument that Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson deserving, right. Hines Ward. We've argued right. on behalf of Heinz Ward, who, in my opinion, is the greatest blocking receiver. Right, right. In my opinion, and I've said this before, you got to put Torrey Holt in first before you put Ward in. I felt yeah, the I same way about DeMarcus Ware as well. If you look at the stats, like James Harrison, your former teammate, I think is de- deserving. Dwight Freeney as well. If you look right. at the stats, if you look at the on-field production, there are certain players that need to go in first, Ike. To say, so it's not to say that the other guys aren't deserving. But there needs to be a pecking order in terms of the merit, the on-field accomplishment, and how you remember those players in some of the greatest moments of the game. Yeah, I mean, I would take Debo over. In no disrespect, I'm taking Debo over, you know, DeMarcus Ware. That's per- he changed the game. Like, I'm looking at who changed the game. And this, you no, know, did, did DeMarcus Ware change the game? We're talking about a, a former league defensive MVP in James Harrison, you know? I mean, and we and, – and, I just know for a fact we didn't ask James Harrison to rush the quarterback every time. Mm. He, he had to cover as well. It, it was one time when he was second on the league interceptions. When you're just a, a, a four three and you're a four down defensive end, man, you get to rush the quarterback every time, bro. Yeah. The white white Freeney didn't ask the white Freeney to go out to the flat to hook curls and cover. Hey, get to the quarterback every. So I can only imagine if you let a James Harrison a Lamar Willie, a Joey Porter, just rush the quarterback every time. Man, them boys going to have 20 sacks a year. But, yeah, you know, yeah. That that's just the difference for me, Mark. But I got to skate. I got to skate. All right, Ike, we will get you out of here. Best defensive play in Super Bowl history as well, might I add. Correct. And I'm glad you Correct. brought up the context because Ware and Freeney have more sacks, more tackles for a loss, but that's important context, and I appreciate you sticking up for your teammate as well. It's important context. IT, you're the absolute best. I want to thank you, our producers over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, and producer Yinsi, today's sponsor of Believe in Steelers, betonline.ag. I want to thank the Believe Network as well. Ike, am I leaving anyone else, uh, else out? I know we got to get you out of here. No, nah, I think we're good. I want to thank everybody who works. I want to thank the Believe In Podcast, betterline.ag. Got to thank you too, Mark, as well. Everybody who brings TV, everybody who's working behind the scenes, um, this only goes towards you because it wouldn't be a Mark and Ice show without any of y'all. So teamwork does make the dream work. Make sure y'all give us a five-star. You know, please rate us five-star. All we do is be exciting. Give 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 good information, and we have two different strong personalities that come together just like gumbo. <laughs> Ike, first preseason game is Saturday. Safe travels right. back to Latrobe between now and then. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll see you next week recapping the first preseason game. We're excited. Until then, take care. So long, everybody. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.